Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The whole neighborhood was out doing their lawn. Nobody would help me. One of the neighbors even yelled at me. Yelled at you? The neighbor came up to me and he goes, why are you making such a big scene out of this? He goes, take the dog home and give it a bath. I'm like, my dog's laying there with the guts hanging out. This is the plaintiff, Deborah Greif. She says she was thrown to the ground by the defendant's vicious pit bull, who was not on a leash, and that's against the law. The beast also attacked her poor little chihuahua named Diva, shaking her violently, and her poor dog died that day. The defendants have taken her precious Diva away from her. She's psychologically scarred for life and is suing them. For the $4,116.89 she's seeking today from them, for all she's these are the defendants, Joanne and Alexander Rikimoto. Joanne says the plaintiff served them with this ridiculous lawsuit with trumped-up charges, and they've paid enough to her and refused to give her another dime because she's trying to take terrible advantage of them. That's right, her dog died of a heart attack before arriving at the vet. So there are no bills other than the cremation fee which they paid, and they can't wait for the judge to set this lady straight today. They're accused of not taking responsibility. All parties, please raise your hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated and come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. Okay. Ms. Greif, you had a chihuahua named? Diva. Diva. And you were walking Diva, and what happened? I have two chihuahuas, and they were both on a leash, and I was walking them around the block, and as I got down the block, I saw this guy doing his lawn, and there was a pit bull unleashed on the lawn, and then the dog came up to me, and... Then the dog took its mouth and wrapped it around my dog's body. She was only five pounds. So I tried to beat the dog off. With what my... was the person who was in the yard with the dog doing? Did he they run up? He was doing nothing. I was screaming, help me, help, 
please help Were me. they calling Somebody the name did, of the dog? Were they doing he anything? He wasn't doing anything. It was like he was dumbfounded. I tried to beat the dog. I fell to the ground. My other chihuahua took off. The whole neighborhood was out doing their lawn. Nobody would help me. One of the neighbors even yelled at me. Yelled at you? The neighbor came up to me and he goes, why are you making such a big scene out of this? He goes, take the dog home and give it a bath. I'm like, my dog's laying there with the guts hanging out. And then the dog took off to get my other dog to the chase The pit bull me. took off after your other chihuahua? That took off down the block. Okay. And I was screaming to the neighbors to get my other dog. Then finally, these three women in this van, she took her sweat jacket off, wrapped my dog around, and brought it in the car. And we all went to the vet. And when I got there, I went into a waiting room, and they came out and they said, uh, ma'am, we're sorry, your dog died. I went I'm to so my sorry. knees. I fell to my knees screaming, hysterical crying. And then other stuff happened after that. Such as? My neighbor, um, she was concerned about my well-being. So I ended up in Brookhaven Hospital. And they admitted me for um, like eight days or something like that. I have, the pa I have all my papers. What kind of a hospital is Brookhaven? Um, it was because I lost it. I really couldn't deal with the what seeing my dog murdered like that. I saw my cat murdered that way, uh, based on a dog bite. And my children, more importantly, saw that. And it is a very, very traumatic event. Yeah. Okay. Other stuff happened. I, okay, let's uh, hold on, okay. on that. Because I want to hear, who was in the yard that day? Was my can, I, can you step up and switch with him a moment? Uh, yes. What happened? All right, so we were just raking the leaves, and the dog was inside, actually. And we had an extension cord running through the like front door, so it was closed, but it wasn't like locked. And he ran through the front door, and then that's not how she describes it. She describes seeing your dog like yeah, I, hanging I, with you. I, I agree. And then uh, we, uh, I was raking the yard, and I was kind of facing like the opposite way of her. So then once I heard the commotion, I turned around and I seen my dog running after her dogs. So then I threw the rake to go run and get the dog. So then I picked up the dog, and it was in his mouth, so I, like, stuck my hand in to break it up, broke it up, and then brought him inside really quick, and then came back outside, and then at that point, she was wrapping her dog up and entering the car and leaving. I take it you do not have a fence around your property? No, we do not. In the backyard. So you had an open door, a pit bull, no fence. These are the facts. How long have you had your dog? Uh, he was six, eight, eight, almost eight years now. Your involvement, you're just their mother? I'm their Not mother. Just, but... I'm the homeowner. Um, okay. I was there when she returned to the, my house. The boys called me and told me something happened. I came right home and I was, I met Miss Grief uh, with the How police. old are the boys, roughly? I was 16 at the time. I'm 18 now. All right, so talk to me and tell me um, what happens that, that day after you... Well, I express condolences because I am an animal lover and I don't diminish any of what emotion that she's going through. I completely get it. I love my dog as well. She came with the police and she was demanding that I be arrested um, because she felt it was a criminal act that my dog did that and the police said that it wasn't at that point. Um, and that was really the only contact I had with the defendant until we went, returned to court the following month. 
for. Um, she filed a claim that um, there was an incident involving the dog and she wanted restitution and she wanted my dog put on a dangerous dog list. Okay, and what happened with that case? Again, expressed our condolences to the district attorney. We never saw the defendant that date. Um, and the district attorney told us the outcome of the case was going to be our dog was named on a dangerous dog list for one year. We had to um, pay, which we were going to offer to do right off the bat for any vet or medical expenses that she incurred due to the incident. Um, and which we did. In the meantime, the dog, the... Um, that would be the cremation costs? Yes. Okay. Well, she's suing you for the value of the dog, her lost wages, and vet bills she had just paid beforehand. What's... Tell me your defense. Yeah. Um, I don't know the value of an eight-year-old chihuahua, so I went online and looked. I found a few articles. I didn't see any of them in the amount that high. Well, do you feel that, that you folks would be responsible for the value of the dog? And if not, why not? I would say the property of the dog as property, yes. In your answer to the complaint, you state, I'm not trying to take the emotion away, but her dog was eight or nine years old. And it definitely wasn't a puppy. It wasn't a show puppy. I think this whole lawsuit is absurd and a money grab. What did you mean by that? I, I believe she inflated the amount due to her to obtain more financial success Do you think suing you is absurd? Well, I think the amount that it was for So was you don't absurd. consider the lawsuit, the whole lawsuit Correct. is absurd. You're retracting that, right? Yes. Because the whole lawsuit isn't absurd, is it? No. Why would she wait a whole year to file this lawsuit? Plus, we have paperwork to show her dog died of a heart attack. So we owe her nothing. Tell me about that. Well, I didn't, I didn't mean to say we owe her nothing. I didn't, I'm... What's this heart attack business? What are you talking when about? When we were in court, I asked the district attorney what the dog basically died of because the way that I was told by my son, there wasn't, it wasn't a gut hanging out type of a puncture. It was a small puncture, but because the dog was so small, it was, any puncture was going to be giant, for that dog. And when I asked the DA about that, she said the dog died of a heart attack, which was secondary to the puncture wound. Right. So do you feel that that would mean you folks wouldn't be responsible for the value of the dog to her? Because I got some leads on what caused the heart attack. <laughs> right? Right. It's not the pit bull's fault. The law doesn't punish the pit bull. They're punishing the owner's conduct. The person, you weren't home. So I'm talking to you. Yep. I need you to understand social responsibility. Yeah, sure. I know you feel bad. Yeah. I'd like you to apologize to that lady. I'm sorry for not making sure the door was closed and my dog was contained the proper way. Thank you. It matters, guys, it matters. I am sure he is sorry. I know it's genuine because if, if not, because he's just genuinely sorry for hurting another human being and I have no reason to believe that, he's, that it's not genuine, then because of everything it's caused after this, he knows that this was a big mistake. Mistakes happen. You know, they're not intentional and they don't require criminal penalties to them. But they happen and they do require some kind of civil justice. Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. Are pit bulls especially dangerous? We get a lot of pit bull bites in this, in this uh, courtroom. 
I disagree. My pit bull is actually a nanny dog and has taken care of my baby since she was born. <laughs> I got bit by one and had to go to the hospital. That's, he would not let go. Well, are you guys together? Yes. Was that dog the one that bit? No. No, different, <laughs> different dog. But she has a pit bull and you guys are together? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> she makes up for it. Oh. <laughs> uh, but we, do you lose a leg or something? It's not a big deal, right? It was just Go. an arm. <laughs> just an arm. Going inside the courtroom. Although our pets are our children, right? When I come home from taping at the People's Court, when I fly back to Miami, when the kids were little, they used to run down a marble staircase so fast, I would yell, don't run, don't run, because I knew they were going to take a header one day. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> the only living creature that runs like that to see me is my dog, Sammy. Yeah. I know that not only did you have a loss of a pet, but you had it happen in front of you, and I know how painful that is. The law only allows you to get recompensed for the value of the property and any ancillary charges that you ended up having to pay that are a foreseeable consequence of what happened. When you say that you have $1,500 in lost wages, you are saying because you had to not work when you were so upset about what happened, right? The time well, that you took afterwards. I was hospitalized for eight days. The question is, all that a court can order that side to pay are things that are reasonably foreseeable based on what occurred. So is it reasonably foreseeable that someone would be hospitalized for eight days when they lose their pet? That is the question that's in front of me right now. It's a tough question. I understand. I, I just, because of the incident, it ruined no, me. No, I, I, I know. I was, I'm not, I'm not, let me just say that I am not questioning whether right. you should have been hospitalized. You do, you do you, baby. That is not the question. The question okay. is, legally, can I call that a reasonably foreseeable consequence? and make them pay your out-of-pockets on that. That's the question, which is a totally separate question from whether or not you did the right thing for yourself. Okay. I think you have great friends who made sure you did the right thing for yourself. Yeah. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Let's go over the four things you're suing for. You're suing for the value of the dog, which you have set at $2,143.96, because that's what you paid for the dog eight years ago. Right but it was a new dog eight years ago, and it's an eight-year-old dog now. In court, what the value is that a judge has to set is the value at the time of the loss. So even though it sounds a little insensitive, she's 100% correct that what would someone pay for an eight-year-old chihuahua is the figure I'm looking for. You've sued for lost wages. That can often be compensable if the lost wages are, listen, you got to know that when your dog eats my dog, I'm going to have to take a few days off to take care of my dog for the next three days. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. That is incredibly and imminently foreseeable. This is different. The lost wages were as a result of the hospitalization that you had, which I don't think is something that I can tell them they have to pay for because I don't think that it is reasonably foreseeable that someone will be hospitalized for eight days having this loss. I'm going to make them pay your co-pays because I don't know that it's so far out of the realm of reasonably foreseeable that someone might feel the need to go through some kind of therapy when something like this happens. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to order them to pay you the value of the dog which I am going to set 
at $1,000, and I am going to order them to pay you the co-pays for the subsequent follow-up for a total of $1,330 that I am ordering the defendants to pay the plaintiff. Good luck to you, ma'am. So the plaintiff does prevail <clears throat> and uh, collects $1,300. It's not what she was seeking in this case. Interestingly, everybody here is a pet lover. That's it's just a tragic situation that you all end up in court like this. It really was. The judge says she felt you should have reached out to her. Don't you think maybe she's right? I was advised not to at that point by the district attorney, So, but I do feel awful for her. And I, I mean, if it had been the other way around, don't you think it would be nice if she would have gotten in touch with you? Absolutely. But hopefully this will never happen again. Okay. I agree. Thank, Thank you. you very, very much. Okay. All right, Ms. Grief, I'm sure everybody feels very sorry for you. Let, let me a quick question. It's been a year and a half since this happened. Why did you wait so long to bring this lawsuit? Um, because I was, I had to be emotionally ready to deal with this situation all over again. And how are you doing now, emotionally um, and physically? It's hard because I couldn't walk my dogs for like a year. I couldn't walk them on a leash. And... I'm here really because I want people to know that even though your dog's nice, you should always have him on a leash because dogs are unpredictable. And here's my little diva. Oh. I had to show you. <laughs> That's good. Well, but good luck to you. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you very much. All right, Harvey, a very sad case. What do you think? Doug, if a dog gets out more than once and is running around and biting people, call animal control. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the plaintiff, Karen Kelly. She says she rented a party space from the defendant and also hired her to decorate the place with specific decorations and colors. Well, when she looked at the room right before her engagement party, she almost fainted. The defendant used lime green instead of apple green for the decorations, and there was only one balloon arch, and the tablecloths were wrinkled. When she complained, the woman shut down the air conditioning during the party and kicked everyone out at 1 a.m. instead of the contracted four time of 3 a.m. Some nerve. She's suing for $1,984, the amount she's owed. 
This is the defendant, Ida Finley. She says she's been renting party spaces for 25 years, and this woman is so strange, she loved the room and even had tears in her eyes because she was so happy with everything. The room was rented until 1 a.m. Her party refused to leave at that time. She thinks the woman's now trying to get a free party out of her by filing this bogus lawsuit, and she hopes the judge will set her straight. She's accused of being a party pooper. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff hired the defendant to decorate her engagement party and says she got the colors all wrong. All she right. used lime green instead of apple green. And the plaintiff says when she complained, she shut down the party. The defendant says the plaintiff loved the whole thing. It's the case of show me your true colors. Thank you, Douglas. All right, Ms. Kelly, what were we celebrating that day? Um, I was celebrating pre-proposal slash... Pre-proposal? Yes, ma'am. Pre-proposal? Yes. I've never... I'm old. I've yes. never heard of that. Yes, back then, the guys was gathering family and friends, and they were getting down on one knee. Oh, so did he do that? Yes, he did. Yes, he okay, did. Okay, so he proposed at the party. At the party. Okay, well, then it's a... Post-proposal, too. It's not... <laughs> so you're... So he just got engaged in front of him. He asked for yes, your hand in marriage in front of him. So yes. there was a party for that, plus it was also your birthday. Yes. All right. So you decided to rent your venue. You have a venue that rents out for parties, correct? Yes, ma'am. Now, do you rent that space, or do you own that space? No, I rent it. All right. So is there paperwork that the two of you agreed upon to discuss this? Yes, Can I see your contracts? <clears throat> the one you provided as evidence has no nothing on it. It doesn't have your signatures. It doesn't have... No, Price. but no, it don't have to. Okay, me and Miss Ida, we are like this. Hey, sis, how you doing, sis? We had trust in each other. Oh, that's a good and idea. We still so have that trust. guarantees that each of you have in your head exactly what the other person has in their head. Yes. No, it doesn't. That's why you're here in court. That's right. All right. Yeah, so but... let me just say okay. the only time you want something in writing is if it matters. So if it matters enough that you're gonna end up in court, it matters. That's the importance of having it in writing. Okay. okay, so there's this contract, and the contract just says, rental charge type of function, goes till Saturday till 1 a.m., but you were hired to do the decorations as well. Is there a contract on the decorations? Uh, no, ma'am, it's no. Just it's some notes, no. all right. But like balloon, mm -hmm. then there's a dash, and then in a different ink, it says two, and then it says, quotation marks, don't need it, close quotation marks. What on earth does that mean? Um, at the time, I spoke with her daughter. Her daughter was the one that I spoke with, and her daughter said, well, since I don't have enough money to pay for the other balloons, I just do the one, the column, the arch, and that's what I did. Wait, the, the column or the arch? There's two different things the, I'm not understanding. The, I'm sorry, the arch. She only wanted the one arch that was there. Okay, now watch this. How many arches did you think you were paying for? Three, and I got proof. How do you have proof? I have everything that she opened up her book and say, pick a packet. What is this? This is a picture that you took of what? Of what I wanted with her. That's one arch. And that's the decoration. Okay, well, I'm sorry. Ma'am, I need you to show me where there's the three arches that you're talking about. You said, I have proof, and then you said, here, look at it. I'm only seeing one arch here. Okay. So this isn't proof that there were three arches. Tell me where the packet... Show me how there's some packet. Okay, it wasn't a packet. While I was there, a okay. conversation. So in other words, 
does to, does not. In other words, you're saying, you're just, it's your word against hers as we stand here about how many balloons there were supposed to be, right? Yeah, true. Okay, and what else d did you order? Um, I ordered, the, if you look in the picture, is what came out of her book. That was the setup with the sachets, the napkins on the um, plate chargers, and the runner down the table. Okay. That's what I liked it. So according to her, this is what you guys agreed to do. According to you, what did you get paid to do? I did the table similar to that. The only thing that's not there is the napkin that's in the... Um, how about the runner? Was it, were the runners on the tables? No runners. Did you do a centerpiece on the tables? I did the centerpiece. Okay. On the do table. you have pictures of what you did with the yes, tables? Yes, let me send the. Um, so what the tables had, instead of what she says she had asked for, are just charger plates and a vase in the center. And according to you, those didn't even match. They were not all the same mm -hmm. size. And the tablecloth was wrinkled. Uh, they the, were not. She didn't Hold even on, ma'am. She didn't even give me my sachets on the back of the chairs. That beautifies the um, party. So what you gave her then was a white tablecloth with silver chargers on it and nothing else. There's no napkins. Where are the napkins? Like, how are people going to... They have their own napkins. She didn't Who's they? Miss um, Kelly. She was going to bring her own napkins? Yes, ma'am. Did people have napkins or were they wiping their mouths on their sleeves? How did this ha work out? I ended up buying stuff. Napkins, plates, silverware. I'm sorry. You wouldn't know she didn't execute until you walked into I, your party. I got... So when did you buy the napkins? When I got there with the food and discovered that it wasn't no napkins. So show me a receipt that'll show that day. And according to you, the agreement was that she would bring her own napkins? Yes, ma'am. Why, though? Why would a, a customer want you to supply the tablecloth and them to supply the napkins? Why would anybody want to do that? So engagement parties, weddings, is it just too much stress? Yeah. I spent a year planning my wedding, and at the end of it, I was really happy we had it, but I was also really stress-free. If you could do it again, would you have a look? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would have gone to the DMV, signed the marriage license, and been like, by the way, we're married. I love that. Yeah. I love that. No way. I think the big wedding is special. We were, we've been married for 47 years, and I loved having my big wedding. And I bet your next one is going to be even better. <laughs> going inside the courtroom. I don't supply the napkins and the paper plates and stuff like that. They bring their own. I supply the, the chair covers and the tablecloth. Can you prove to me what she asked you for? Why don't you show me where she signs exactly what she asked you for? You don't have that, do you? Because you don't have this written down. So let's talk about that day you get there. And are you disappointed when you walk in? Very. Okay, do you tell her that? Or you're too yes. polite? All right, so what do you say to her? I just say, Miss Idol, this wasn't what we paid for. This is nothing. What is this? And then I was like, look at the vases. They look like they came from Dollar Tree. I didn't ask for green. She know peach is my favorite color. I just started rearranging it myself. Okay. I started taking the green. I took the green tablecloth off, put it on the bartender table. So when my daughter... Okay, so... Who's this who dressed up for the party in your special day? All right. That's the bartender. That's what's my table. Not the one with the tobacco. Don't start. Right. Okay. So hold on. This is the bartender. That's the bartender. And this is the green you're talking about. Yes, and the green was on my table. So I gave it to the bartender because I said, well, since she got on green, it'll look nice back there with her. Okay. And this is when you walked in, there was this green table skirt up on the uh, up on the ceiling yeah, kind of that's decorating. that's what Miss Ida did. And, and I then you had that taken down. The colors are only supposed to have been in the balloon arches and the centerpiece. That's it. I wanted everything in the building, peach and white. 
and look how wrinkled the tablecloths are. Just look real good. Can I say something about yeah, that? Yeah, what, what's the deal with the tablecloth? That tablecloth right there is not what we put on there. Her daughter walked in the closet with me and pulled that tablecloth out and put it on that table. So you're saying this one's wrinkled because she changed her mind on which one she wanted out there. All right, so Jump. now you have your party and let's get to one o'clock in the morning. What happens at one o'clock in the morning? Um, maybe around 12.30, a lady entered the building. I never seen her with her before. My um, sister at the time was just singing happy birthday or whatever. She rudely came up on the stage and said, hey, um, y'all need to be out this building by one o'clock. So I say, I put her to the she side. Wait, she took the microphone and said that? Yeah, she was, oh well, my that's God. That's kind of a weird way to do things. Why, no, why she did that was, happen? No, this lady Who is was this mean, person? mean, mean. Her name is Samantha. She comes in and makes sure everything. Who is she? She works with me. Okay, so according to you, she goes in before time. Go ahead. I presented my contract and said, I know I got to be out here at a certain time, but me and her had a verbal agreement for me to be in that building at 3. And she know I would have paid to 3 in the morning. Well, if you can. I don't know what the rules I did, are in that I building. I did, I can did, I did. Can someone have a party until 3? No, ma'am, no, ma'am. No, right, the landlord probably has no, rules about that. It's on your contract, no, baby. What does it, it say, say about 3? It say additional. Can you circle it? Right there. $5.99 up to seven hours. The charge for each additional hour or function. Okay, but that does not mean you can go, ma'am, ma'am, okay. That does not mean that you can go past one o'clock. Oh, that means out. you could start a party earlier. Because there are rules in these venues. She doesn't own the place. It's not up to her. And don't sign a contract that says party's over at one if the party's not over at one. So now, what happens with the air conditioning, according to you? Well, I guess after we had words with Miss Ida about not liking the decorations, she turned the air off. Everybody started complaining about it being Wait, hot in the building. Wait, are you saying there was no air conditioning the whole night? No air conditioning. I had to move from my table to sit up on the ceiling fan. I'm being honest. People were sweating. Did you turn off the AC? No, sir, Judge. I did not. I wasn't even there at 1 o'clock. What but she's saying is that all night long there was no air. Is that that's what you're saying? That's not true. I've seen pictures oh, of no. all of your guests. Why, why aren't they sweatier? Because for some unknown reason, you gave me 120 pictures of all your guests, <laughs> which was fun to look at, but... <laughs> Thank you. All right, tell me what happens the next day. Does anybody ask for a rebate, a partial rebate? My daughter, I say, call Miss Ider or send her a text. And don't ask her for everything back. Just say, since you didn't do what we asked for, just can we get half of the money? We was only asking for $200 back. Which that was would be it. half of the decoration money. That was it. That was it, Judge. And then that what happened? It. She said she was going to give it back to and her. And then what happened? If you said no, you were going to give it back, no, why didn't I you? I haven't even spoke to her after the party. It's on... What oh. about the daughter? Did you speak to the daughter? I didn't speak to no one. Oh. Okay, it's on my phone. I got a text message at 1 something in the morning. It's saying that she wanted all her money back plus the decoration from her and her daughter. It's okay. on my phone. All right, can I ask you this? Did there come a time when someone said, we'll settle for 200 No, ma'am. It just, no, it, it just amazed me, Judge Marilyn, that she can pull up that text message, what I sent her, but can't be honest about $200, getting back $200. Well, do you have the text that says that? Because you brought me, you didn't bring your daughter. You didn't bring an affidavit from your daughter, and you don't have pictures of whatever text your daughter sent her where she settled for 200 uh, Can I see that? I don't want to tell her to settle for the 200 I'm, Do you hear what I'm yes, saying? Yes, ma'am, I hear you I exactly. mean, I deal in proof. I, I, would, I would love to see something where this was settled for 200 Well, my daughter was willing to do a video chat. Okay, call your daughter. Her and the call DJ. Call your daughter right now on your phone. 
What's your daughter's name? Taquanda. Taquanda, how you doing? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can hear Okay, I have a very specific question. Was there ever a discussion about settling this case in return for some of the money back? Yes, ma'am, it was. And was it verbal or was it by text? Okay. How much did you guys agree upon to, to be returned to you? The money that I paid for the decorations. I'm sorry. Are you saying she agreed to pay $400 back to you? The whole thing. Okay. Even your mother doesn't testify to that. All right. Thank you very much. Sorry to bother you. All right, folks. It's going to be up to me sorry to decide just how. It's all right. I think that there is enough evidence that what she wanted wasn't what happened. And when there's some confusion in the contract, because there's a lack of specificity in the contract, the law says that you construe that against the drafter. That means, who wrote it? I know it's not what they wanted, because before the party started, they started rearranging stuff. So here's what's going to happen. I'm not going to order $1,000 for pain and suffering. This is a contracts case. Did he propose? Yeah. Oh, he didn't bail out or anything like that. He didn't say, why, there's too much lime green here. I'm not proposing. <laughs> Right? No. You know, pain and suffering is when there's an intentional tort or, you know, some, somebody recklessly disregards your safety. It's not for this. So there's no $1,000 for pain and suffering. You had the event space for the time that you were supposed to have the event space. So what's in play are the decorations. And I got to tell you, I think a reasonable way to resolve this case is for me to order that you return part of the decoration. Not all of the decorations, but part. I'm going to order you to return $200 to the plaintiff. That's my verdict. Good luck, folks. Thank you, So the plaintiff gets back a little bit of the money, not $2,000, or almost $2,000 she was seeking. This is uh, Ms. Finley, Ms. Ida, as they kept calling you. Mm -hmm. You know, what about this friendship between the two of you? You, you say you're not enemies, right? No, I'm not. No, I did what was right. And I know I did what was right. And I gave her what she asked for. The judge gave you some, some good advice on how to make a contract and mm -hmm. list everything. You think you're going to do that in the future? Maybe? That's no problem. Yeah, yes. all right, all right. Well, thank you very much. Thank okay. you. Okay, all right. All right, Ms. Kelly, I don't know if you're disappointed the fact you're only going to get $200 back. What do you think about okay. that? okay. We was trying to get the $200 before we came here. Bottom line is, how was the party? Oh, my God, turned up. Awesome. <laughs> it was a great party? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And he proposed? Yes. He proposed, and then I celebrated my birthday after that, and everything was fine. And I, we haven't heard. Did you get married yet? February of next year. It's coming. You've been waiting over I'll 14 be, years. I'll be Mrs. Black. <laughs> okay, very good. <laughs> Thank Congratulations. you so much. All Thank right. you so Thank much. You. Thank you. At least it was a good party, Harvey. Okay, Doug, I mean, the more specific you can be in these contracts, the better. Put a color swash in the contract. I'm serious. The more specific about everything, from the type of food to the colors to everything, the better off you're going to be. And that will do it for this case. Litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom, right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
This is the plaintiff, Elmer Solkowski. He says he rented the first floor of his house to his one-time friend, the defendant. And what a nightmare it turned out to be. He stopped paying rent, moved out, and cut off all contact with him. He wasn't about to let this guy get away with not paying him, so he tracked him down, served him with his lawsuit, seeking the $1,674 he's owed. And here they are. This is the defendant, Christopher Venacor. He says things were tough during that period and he did leave the plaintiff's house owing two months' rent. But the guy never asked him for it. Now, six years later, he gets served with papers letting him know he's being sued by the plaintiff. The plaintiff has some gall. Not only does he believe he's passed the statute of limitations, the place he rented wasn't even legal. He's accused of unfriending a friend. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,674 for harassment. All parties, please raise your hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the dock. The plaintiff rented the first floor of his house to his former good friend, and it was a nightmare. The guy stopped paying rent, but the defendant says he had fallen on hard times, but that was six years ago, so come on. It's the case of a house divided. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Sokowski, you and Mr. Vanacore used to be friends, correct? Yes. How did you two know each other? Uh, through work. All right, and then sometime in October of 2011, you decided that you needed some help on your mortgage? Yeah, bill, mortgage, bills, et cetera. All right, so you talked to him and it would be mutually beneficial for him as well. Yes. How, was, how did you split up the house? It's a raised ranch, so he had the whole lower level, okay. which was finished off, and we lived upstairs. Okay, so time passes, and after a certain number of months, how many? Then he gets just two behind. Well, I mean, it was get, there were the payments were getting behind slow, you know, slower and so, and his sister was also helping him. So I mean, and it just got to a point where I was struggling to pay my bills because he wasn't paying me. So okay, so you, know, you said, tell him you, know, you got to go. Let me just ask you: so what month do, do the problems begin? Well, it was 2004. It was like towards the end of 2014. Okay. And when he moves out, according to you, he owes January and February, and correct? Par and partial of December. Okay. Um, do you disagree that when you moved out in February of 2014, you owed that? Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, the reason being is I didn't have a legal lease with him, and I do believe that uh, the apartment was rented illegally. Okay. Um, and I have is, Are you to zoned uh, two family or one family? Um, I think it's one family. Uh, so his position is, if you're not zoned to family, you can't rent that place out because Connecticut, in particular, has some really strict laws about. Well, it's this. yeah, it's iffy. I mean, it's it's it will. Is it? It, it is was it two. You yeah, know, they and make then it was you one. actually go out and get a CO each and every time you switch tenants. But let me ask you this, though. More importantly, did you guys have? At least, doesn't have to be in writing to be enforceable. But did you have a lease that was in writing? No. So it was all verbal. It's a, it was a verbal agreement. Okay, yeah. but how long do you think you have to file a lawsuit for something like this? Because well, if it, the thing is, when he left, he said he'd pay me, and then he was he was in the, the process of getting disability. So I mean, time's going by, time's going by. Right. Then, then I can't find him. He's like, we were on Facebook, and all of a sudden, gone. So does this tenant have to pay rent if it's an illegal apartment? Uh, he should have to pay something, I believe. Maybe not the full amount, but. 
Something. Something, nothing, what? Well, I think it's unfair, but they have the right not to pay. I mean, if there's no actual legal apartment, legal apartment then no, they don't have any. Fair enough, going inside the courtroom. Every cause of action has a limitation within which you have to file it. So you can't say, ah, I couldn't find him. He wasn't on Facebook. That's not an answer. You right. have to hire an investigator and find him and well, serve him. Well, that's why I got the marshal. Yeah, I have the marshal serve him. Yeah, but you did that this year. And yes. your statute of limitations without a written lease is three years. Okay, I didn't, I didn't know that, no. Did you look that. to see before you filed a lawsuit what the statute of limitations is? No, I'm not, I'm not, you know. All right. Now, you have uh, your counterclaim for harassment and pain and suffering is exactly $1,674, the exact amount that you're suing him for. And that is based on what? The guy trying to get his money back then? Well, it's based upon that and also just the harassment. Um, what harassment? I'm asking you. Well, it's just every day. Suing you? Every day. No, no, no. No, no, no. It's every day the same the same thing. Every day. Paying the rent day. you owe. And he knew my situation. Why haven't you paid the rent? You know that I don't manage money well. That's literally <laughs> what you said in one of the texts. That you know I don't manage money well. I mean, why don't you take some responsibility? So you guys have been friends for how long before all this happened? About 10, 15 years. 10 probably. or 15 probably. years. You lost a yeah. friendship over this. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. unfortunately. Whose fault do you think that is? <laughs> <laughs> it's completely your fault. It's completely your fault. I mean, the fact that the guy can't get over it six years later and file a lawsuit, to me, is kind of sad. It's completely on you. All right. Based on the statute of limitations, I have no choice but to rule against you, and my verdict on your lawsuit against him is in his favor, because it's barred by the statute of limitations. It's been well, well over three years. Now, your uh, counterclaim against him Here's a surprise, zero. Because it's not harassment for somebody to try to get you to grow up and pay your bills, okay? okay? okay. Good luck, gentlemen. Thank you. Okay, Doug, I mean, look, there's, there's a purpose in the statute of limitations, which is that people need to know that they can move on with their lives. If there was a brewing dispute, there's gotta be a limit so that people can say, financially, I know where I stand.